I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is your official Leguizama Rama spoiler warning. If you have not seen the television movie Point of Origin, the 2002 drama, uh, some might call it a thriller, uh, and you've always wanted to know, then you're very much like me 24 hours ago. I've always wanted to see it, um, and I finally bloody watched it, and I'm so excited to bloody chat about it with all of you. But because we are going to be chatting about it, like 100% go and watch it if you don't want it spoiled because we will be spoiling Point of Origin. Let's get into the pod. Let's chat Ray Liotta. Let's chat John Leguizamo. Let's ch- chat bloody arson, bitch. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizamo Rama, a podcast where each week uh, two friends watch everything starring their favourite actor in the whole wide world, John Leguizamo. I'm one of those two friends. My name is Zachary Ruane. Uh, um, and ha- having grown up in the country, my life has been touched by by arson. Oh wow, Jesus! But I won't be talking about that on mm. this comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not directly, just people I know. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I'm joined as always by Mish Wittrup, who you might know. Uh- I am not, I'm from the inner city. I grew up in the inner city, but when I was about 18 years, 17, 17 years old, I had a little moment of rebellion and I lit a cigarette in my bedroom and I dropped it on my bed and burnt the bedding. Um, and, uh, the cigarette was gross and I put it out and never touched another one again. Uh, but my mum was very mad at me. And then you got a taste for it and then you became a firebug. Yeah, then now I just set shit on fire for funnies. I also used to live near um, I also used to live near St Kilda and I had a balcony that looked over the the the, t- the suburb of St Kilda and I swear there was like one three month run where every weekend there was a different small business on fire. <laughs> Because St Kilda is like the land of small businesses uh, opening and then no one's actually in St Kilda except backpackers. So then they're like, so then they, then Mm. that small business has a fire. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I hear. Um, Yeah. It happened a lot. Yeah. Fair call. Um, Mish. Yeah. How are you, mate? I'm feeling really good. I've, um... I've had a lovely day. Nice. Yeah. I did, I did my laundry. I did all Great. of it. And I got, I cleaned out my closet. Great. And not metaphorically. Like I properly like did my actual, and I've got, I got three big garbage bags full of clothes for the charity bin. Off she pops. You're great. That's great. Thanks so much. How about you, Zach? How was your day? I went to a cafe today. What'd you get? Uh, I just got toast. Oh, I got toast. What did you get on your toast? Uh, I got uh, so I got some butter and I got some peanut butter on the side and some jam. But I ended up having what more is, peanut butter. What is the big controversy about having butter and peanut butter? I, 
It's so yummy. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with it. But it is, I reckon, 100% it's a controversial It is because it's double too, act. It's butter and butter, you know. It's it's cow butter and peanut butter or it's uh, um, whatever Nutalex is. And it's whipped oil. Whipped oil and it's two butters. It's two fats. Mm. But I just think that um, I can't really say, I can't really explain it. I I think that like peanut butter, particularly natural peanut butter, mm. has a sort of cloyiness mm. that the slippery melted butter helps mm. with. Oh no, it's I think slippery melted butter and just your straight up craft peanut butter. Yeah. Is heaven. Do you think it's crazy that I had toast at a fancy cafe? It was at St. Ali in South Melbourne. Oh, yeah, that is a fancy cafe. Do you think that's crazy to have toast? Do you ever do that? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I just was like... I... Although when I have toast at a cafe, it's often fruit toast. Because generally, generally speaking, not always, my um, mantra mm. when I go and eat cafe food is I will eat something that I will not cook. That's fair. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't purchase fruit toast for my everyday. Yeah. But I do enjoy a delicious fruit toast at a cafe. Well, I had an hour and a half to kill. Mm. Uh, I watched a little bit of the film we're about to talk about. I also mm. watched an episode of <laughs> an episode of um, Hard Quiz mm. uh, because uh, I was uh, researching something for a, some Auntie Donna Patreon content that I'm about to make. Mm. Um, I wanted to see how a quiz was structured. I nearly called you because I know you've worked behind the scenes on quiz shows in the past. Here she goes. Um, but I, I, so I just, I had to fill my time. I had to eat something, but I wasn't like in the mood for a whole thing. Yeah. I think what you got sounds delicious. What kind of bread? It was a, not, it was a real crunchy sourdough. My mm. biggest worry was that they were like, who the fuck is this cunt coming in here, eating toast, watching hard quiz? <laughs> and then the 23 year old barista's like, that's Zach from Auntie Donna. Who the fuck is that? That's Zach. That's right. He's watching a hard quiz. <laughs> well, that's a bit strange. He's watching. A, he's very funny. He's watching. Successful. He's watching a lady whose special topic is pineapples go up against a guy whose special topic is William Chaucer eating toast. Oh, I'd be fucked on that lineup. I don't know anything about either of those. Oh, uh, hey, I've got a question. I think you might know this. Is the answer? At a guess. Is the, at a guess. Okay. I think you might be able to guess it. Mm. What poetic. Structure, what like uh, rhythmic structure mm. did Chaucer invent? Iambic pentameter. There you go. You would have gotten 10 points for that because you would have stolen it from the Chaucer yeah, guy. Yeah, fuck you, Chaucer guy. Yeah. What would you never put on toast? Like, what would you never? It's just. Question. Don't say poo. I mean, like, what would you, if you're given your spread options? You've got, you have to actually give me. Um, there are so many things I wouldn't put on toast, as you pointed out, poo. Radioactive material. Yeah. Like yeah, explosives. Explosives. Uh, my foot. Yeah. Uh, another piece of toast. Yeah. Without, without, I might, if there were things between those mm. two pieces of ants. toast. Sure. Ants. Maybe I would do ants, you know, those like bugs, you know how you can eat bugs yeah, sometimes true. now? Yeah, I'd, I'd do bugs. ants before I did poo. Live ants? Oh, no. Nah. I think I would do live ants. Not in my tummy. I, I don't. I would. I would probably poo. eat most things before I ate poo. Mm. Um, no. When you, you want me to give you like four spread options? No. Just like give me, like a um, like give me, give me like a, what when you go offense. to a buffet. A, when you, you know go what to I'm a, when you go to a buffet breakfast mm-hmm. at a fancy hotel, and we know you've been to some fancy boy hotels. Uh, you know, I'm not as fancy as you think. Yeah, but you've been there. 
you go to a buffet breakfast and you go to the toast section mm-hmm. and they have the spreads out. Mm-hmm. What is one that you would never reach well, for? Well, firstly, at a fancy hotel, they bring the spreads to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucking out of touch, <laughs> man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I um I I really am not as fancy mm. as you think. I I sometimes go to a fancy. I do you know I I got one one time I, I did a staycation at a fancy hotel in the city. It was really nice. Anyway, yeah. carry on. So those are the spread options: buffet breakfast, at, buffet breakfast. Yeah, the they've Sofitel. got just the little things. Uh-huh. I would I I am quite boringly here. Mm. I think that. I, there is no spread that I find completely, no publicly available spread Mm -hmm. that I am off, that I don't like. I'm not an egg guy, which is very controversial. That's a big thing Mm -hmm. for me with breakfast. But when it comes to spreads, in fact, I used to have a friend and also that, that used to do, um, spread, uh, toast platters. And they would do if we, you know, we'd be hung over. This is at uni. We'd be hung over if we all stayed the night. Who did we'd this? I up. want this. Yeah. And they would do like, they would do like one Vegemite, one peanut butter, one honey, one jam or a couple, slice them up into four. Who and was do it? Like a call, whole call them out. Elise. Elise. Of Arnold. course she did. Which yeah. never made me a toast platter. Well, yeah. No, you, you missed the window. Um, and, and that was, that, that was a great, that was a great little thing because I do love all spreads. I like spreads more than others. If I were to make a toast platter, I'd mm. certainly be making a higher percentage of Vegemites than honeys. Mm, but I have Vegemite toast every morning now. Yeah, that's every amazing. Every single morning. This is my new breakfast. Do you have a spread you would never eat? There are some jams that I'm that I'm not into. Yeah, I don't think I'm like chomping at the bit for marmalade, but I like it. As soon as I said it, I'm like, I don't I have a marmalade. very I have a soft spot for marmalade. Yeah, as soon as I said that, I no, I I, I like marmalade. Lemon curd. Uh, you know what? Probably, I think you can get like an anchovy paste in the spread section mm. if that exists. Yeah. If I'm not making something up there. Yeah, but I, you'd probably give it a shot. You'd try it. Yeah. But, yeah, because I like, I don't mind a pate. I don't mind lemon curd, but I don't like it. My mum likes it on toast and I'm just, I'm off that. Don't like that. Mm. So there's my answer. Lemon curd. Lemon curd. Yeah, that's pretty full on. Yeah, that's so fucking full on, man. I like a lemon curd in a meringue, mm. but not on a toast. Some mm. things... Yeah, yeah. That when you're moving into the dessert territory, I like Nutella mm. on toast, but I much prefer Nutella in a cake or on ice cream. Or on a big spoon. And on gelato. <laughs> Nutella on a gelato? Yeah, there's like one place in the city that has like a always running uh, gelati, uh, uh, Nutella fountain. Like hot Nutella. Yeah, and they like, they scoop in your um, gelato. Gelati, and they like put a hole in the top. They sort of scoop it in such a way that there's a hole, and then they put it under the Nutella fountain. Oh, that's so good! I'm and then cum. it like fills up. It's like you've got a little tub of Nutella in the top of your ice cream, and then it kind of it's a bit melted, but then the ice cream kind of hardens it up a bit, and it's great. That's why, I like, I'm sure we've talked about this on the pod before, but um, Cold Rock. Yeah. So in Australia, it's called Cold Rock. In America, it's called Cold Stone. Oh, I think. Um, I never liked cold rock because I don't like things in my ice cream. Yeah, okay. Because they become a funny texture. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. Mish. So I think I've never enjoyed a cold rock moment. You know, people like, I love ice magic. It's like, I don't. I prefer my topping to be wet. Cold rock exclusively exists in like cold country towns. Well, there's one in Ivanhoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, what I just said doesn't hold up to any scrutiny. <laughs> 
But but Cold Rock should be in hot places, but hot places have like good ice cream. Cold Rock is just tricking Ballarat and being like, come yeah. have a Cold Rock. But Cold Rock was so popular when we were in Ballarat. Yeah, we lost our fucking minds. We lost our fucking minds. I would go there and I would get my cookies and cream and then I would add Tim Tams and I would add caramel and add all this shit and it just never tasted as good as cookies and cream ice cream. Or like a Do you know Tim what I mean? Tam just, I just, just on your ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, give me a Tim Tam on a little plate. And an ice cream, and I would. Uh, that's delicious dessert. That's fantastic. Don't get that Tim Tam. Smash it up, Smush mix it. it around until the ice cream melts a bit too much, and the Tim Tam then freezes and loses everything I love about a Tim Tam. The ice cream is smushy and melted. The, the worst Tim is, Tam is frozen. The worst same is same as the sandwich that we talked about <sighs> the other week. Oh, don't yeah. Cold Rock suffers the same thing. You've got ingredients that should be different temperatures. Well, if you the gummy bears one. Gummy bears and ice cream is foul. Yeah. That's fucked up. I There is a place, this is very off topic, mm. but I went to a really cool sushi place in LA once and it's the first time I've ever really experienced it where sushi, like sandwiches, like uh, the ingredients of cold rock is meant to be different ingredients, mm. like different temperatures. Yeah. They're meant to make it so quick that the rice is meant to be a little bit warmer than the mm. fish and stuff. And I just was like, that's something that you don't really get very often. And it's a treat. Such a treat. Mish. Yeah. When we come back from the app. <gasps> yep. I think I cut you off when you were going to say something about your ideal breakfast. Oh, I said I've got a new breakfast. You got a new breakfast. When we come back from the app, <laughs> we're going to be hearing Mish's new breakfast. That's going to keep them on. <laughs> I just put something in my mouth. So it's good that we've got an ad break because yeah, now I'm chewing. Go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. If you're just joining us back from the outbreak, Mish is still chewing. <laughs> Mish, I'm going back. What's your new breakfast? It's two slices of Vegemite toast, Nuttalex and Vegemite, on this super seedy bread. Okay. It's got lots of seeds. It's yep. quite dense. And then I have a Chobani oat yogurt in blueberry. Mm-hmm. It's the best. And then I add about a third of a punnet of blueberries, Yum. the small punnets. Love a blueberry. And then half a banana. And my partner eats the other half of the banana with That's his avocado cute. and feta toast. That's really cute. I am um, very bad at consistently doing breakfast. And one thing I will say mm. is that um, I can't have bread in the house. Why? Because I snack on bread like crazy. Mm. Like crazy. You used to be like that with Savoy's, right? Savoy's and bread. Mm. So we don't have bread in our house. What, just it's... plain bread? You snack on plain bread? Yeah. Well, no, then I'll make a little sandwich. Okay. Well, that's I'll not a, a snack. Little... A sandwich isn't a snack. No, I know. So you just have multiple meals. I'll fucking cram that sandwich down. I, you, I can't have bread in the house. Like a ham and cheese sandwich? I don't know. All I know is that when bread comes into the house, it's gone very quickly. What if it's frozen? Still, I'll microwave it. I can do bagels. I can have bagels. I can have English muffins because they're, they're countable. Does your partner, is your partner okay with this bread rule? 
well, there's not going to be bread in the house either way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like either she buys bread. Does she hide the bread? Uh, yeah, I'd be open to a, a bread hiding. It took her a long time because she'd be like, why are you eating all the bread? And I was like, just don't buy bread. Mm. And she's like, sometimes I want bread. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair, but. My partner used to buy chippies like, and he'd be able to have a handful of chippies and that's it and put it away. And then all of a sudden he realized he'd be buying all these chippies and he'd have a little handful and he'd go back the next day and they were all gone. Yeah. Because I would eat the whole bag once it was opened. If it's closed, I don't need to eat it. But if no. a bag of chips is open, it's like, well, then now you're, that bag of chips is finished. I put bread in that same category. That's a crazy thing to snack on, bread. You make a little sandwich. sandwich. You don't snack on a sandwich. You make a little sandwich. Sandwich is a lunch. Yeah, maybe I'll have it for lunch. But, you know, I'm, I'm a little hungry. I'll have a sandwich. A little Vegemite sandwich. What bread? Just any bread. Fancier the bread, the less likely I am to... Snack on it. White bread, the $1.50 loaves from Woolies. Yeah. That is a snacky bread. That, not toasted, just white bread with Nuttalex and Vegemite. You've been coming at me saying that's not a snack. (laughs) No, because in my head you're eating like big sliced sourdough. No, that was, I tried that for a I know you and your partner and I reckon you guys are fancy bread people. Do you know why you think I'm a fancy bread person? You're a fancy boy. Because the foot, no. Because the first thing I tried on my journey to no bread in my house was fancy bread. I thought if the bread cost eleven dollars, I'm not gonna snack mm. on that bread. No, I still snack on it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So it's just like no bread. If you Fair. want bread, you get bread. Yeah. You go you want bread tonight, we get the bread. Fair. Should we talk about point of origin? Yeah. All right. Uh this week. We watched Point of Origin. Point of Origin. I've been waiting for this one for a while because any true Leguizamo Rama fans or friends of Mish know how much I love Ray Liotta. You know, I don't know if I knew that. Really? Like, I, because we love so many actors and we mm. say that so often. Yeah, it's true. I've never noted it as being one of your, but I will note that now. I will make that a little mental note. I really like Ray Liotta. Yeah, I love him too. Okay. <clears throat> Point of Origin is a 2002 straight-to-television movie based on a t- uh, true story about a serial arsonist named John Orr who was also an arson investigator. Talk about mixing business with pleasure, lol. Ray Liotta plays John Orr in all of his sepia 2002 cinematography glory. John Leguizamo plays Keith, a newbie on the force who is, looks up to John Orr as a mentor but soon realises that he's probably a big bad man. I love John Leguizamo, but I can't think of another actor who looks less like someone named Keith. <laughs> I, I can't. That's really good. Thanks so much. Um, right, so uh, I was really looking forward to watching this movie. Yeah. Didn't realise it was a straight-to-television film. I'd never heard of it before, but when... Um, we started the pod. I was like, oh, I reckon I might like that one because we all know I love a little kind of like th- mid-2000s, late-90s action, thriller. like thriller. It wasn't what I thought it was. G- like it's not the movie I thought it was going to be. So there's two things that like that sparks for me. Mm. One is, first thing I'll say, I, I is... There are two things that are very common in the early 2000s. One mm-hmm. is mid-budget thrillers. Yep. And two is 
marketing dramas as a mid-budget thriller. Yes, big time. This was a drama and it is, and I was like, what do you mean straight to television, like a Ray Liotta film? That's... When you hear, when you say straight to television. Oh, sorry, a television movie. No, no, but is that like, because you're saying, what? did you see something else say straight to television? No. Oh, okay. Cool. Have I made something up? No, 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 no. Am I being? Am I making a fool of myself? What I mean no, to say no, is television no. movie. I keep thinking straight to DVD. I think yeah. that's where I'm getting confused. This was a television movie. Yeah, it was a movie made for television. Yeah, and movies that are made for television are often a bit lower budget, a bit like the scripts aren't as strong and the. Well, do you know what I'll say? When I saw HBO mm-hmm. at the start. I'm going through a little bit of a HBO. Yeah, you were saying you're loving phase, it, yeah. Right? Because I think that what happens sometimes with a with a so yes, there's definitely the layer of their lower budget, right? But I think often what happens is it's a really good script. Mm. It's more like there's a bit it's a bit more theatery sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, some of the better ones, they're a bit more scripty, they're a bit more wordy, mm-hmm. and it's just good actors with good scripts mm-hmm. or like an idea that's maybe not as sellable, but mm. it's an interesting true story. Well, that's what this was. There's like I think I think there's like something because everything's all schmushy now with TV and film and everything. Mm. That, like, there's something to, like, I, I'm really going through this phase where it's, like, if you call it TV, you lower the expectations and you can just sit in it and mm. you can have really good actors doing a really good script, but it doesn't have to, like, be super marketable or anything. That makes sense. So so I was, That's like... That's a very good point, actually. When I saw HBO, I was, like, because I've, like, I'm going through this little phase, I was, like, oh, okay, I really wasn't in the mood for a thriller. But then I saw HBO mm. and I was like, oh, this is one of those ones. It's been my, this is going to be an interesting character study. But what it was, was whack. <laughs> whack as. It so I am, that's so fun because you and I both went into this going, oh, this is going to be. Because when I saw the trailer, when I read the blurb, See, I the don't cover, do any of that, I was right? like, this is going to be a delicious early noughties thriller starring yeah. Ray Liotta and John Leguizamo, two of my favourites. Didn't have the same reaction as, say, John Leguizamo and Tony Collette, mm. but it was that kind of like, oh, they made a movie together and I love that. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And then I, and it was just whack. It's a whack movie. And, and, and so, and so, yeah, like exactly. I was expecting that. And then as soon as I ho- saw HBO, mm. I was like, oh, okay. So this is like maybe a playwright wrote it. Yeah. Or maybe a really great television writer who's worked on Sopranos, worked yeah, on. Yeah. And, and what we've gotten is a, an awesome hour and a half long script that could just as well be a play yep. about, a, about a true story. And we're just going to see a lot of scenes with actors really chewing up the writing. Yep. And what we got, I wish I could find better words, was but really we got something pretty whack. Whack. <laughs> like genuinely quite bonkers. Just a just, wackadoo movie. Like honest to God. <laughs> like I, I didn't really like. Okay, so basically I kind of tried to explain it a bit in my blurb, but. Uh, Ray Liotta plays this guy named John Orson. This is based on a true story. He's a real guy. You can look him up. He is currently in jail. I was just reading about him mm. and I need, I'm going to go read about him after yeah. this. So he was, 
a serial arsonist. Like he would, he just liked to set fire to shit, watch people struggle and burn, right? But he was also an arson investigator for the police. So very much the business pleasure thing I mentioned, right? So Ray Liotta played this guy. Now, presumably, because it says at the top, this is based on a true story, I'm assuming that most people who go in to watch this movie know that Ray Liotta's character from the start is setting these fires. So, no, well, Mish, that's my first question to you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, you explain Because I it. think you know what, it, like, the well, most I, whack part for me was. For me, it's not, I don't even know what I was meant to feel, so I'm, I'm very curious. Keep going. Well, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, the reason I think that is because I read the blurb for this movie and it was... Uh, Ray Liotta plays John Orr. This is based on a true story of John Orr, played by Ray Liotta, a serial arsonist. Ah. Right? So I was like, oh, okay. So he comes in and it's like, John, John Orr, come over here and look at this guy who's burning to death. And he has this obvious fascination, obsession with fire, and basically goes around trying to figure out the point of origin of the fire, thus the title, right? So I knew very quickly, and presumably most people who watch this movie know that Ray Liotta is the guy. But then whenever they do flashbacks of the guy, oh, yeah. because no one else knows it's Ray Liotta except the audience and Ray Liotta. So, but, but this is where I, but this I was also, the part, this- we'll, we'll, we'll come to what you're about to say. I like the idea of teasing it a little bit because my thing was, right, and my one question that I was going to ask you, and it's a shame that you read the blurb, but you've got to read the blurb because you often pick the movies. Because for me, watching it, <laughs> I'm watching it. Let's before we get to the flashbacks of the guy lighting the fire. I'm watching it and it and it feels like uh I'm not meant to know that he's the guy lighting the fires because they don't say it. That's the thing it's really it's really odd. There was no in the creation of this film there was no discussion of should we go into this with everyone knowing that this is the story of John Orr, because the, like, I just don't know. Go on, sorry. So no, so I'm watching this film, and I'm going from the top. Well, clearly Ray Liotta did it. Yeah. Right. Clearly Ray Liotta did it. But I don't think I think I'm. I came to a different conclusion to you. I think that was meant to be a twist. I, I, I feel like it was meant to be a twist. So why was it clear to you, though? Because he's walking around like, oh, I found it really quickly. And, like, they yeah. just gave – it's like uh, – and, and it talks to how hard twists are. Like, I, I've never done a twist in anything I've written, and I, I, I do not know how you would do a twist. Oh, it's so hard. Because you, you want to give enough hints mm. that it works, but also not so many hints – you know, and it is such a balancing act. Like, I'm about to spoil Six Sense, so turn off if you haven't seen Six Sense. But there's like a fucking scene. They were apparently worried in the scene where he's describing how he sees dead people to Bruce Willis. Yeah. They were like, this is too obvious because he's sitting here looking at a dead guy, describing everything yeah. to him. They're like, this is too obvious. And then it wasn't. But you never quite know. I'd love to watch that movie again. You never, yeah, yeah. You never quite know because then if you don't give those scenes mm. and those moments, the twist is completely unearned. Mm. This movie, I just can't tell you how much I just knew it was him from the start. 
through. It's like every hint that they would have to sprinkle through a movie they gave in the first scene. Yeah. It was like, hey, he found that quick. And oh, wow, look at him. <laughs> Plus, like, it's always the firefighter. But that's why people. I think, I think that the creators of the movie were like, well, this is very obvious. Like, we're going to make it really clear. But then the thing that made me go, Maybe they're not doing uh, that. Huh? Was the most bizarre. It's honestly one of the most bizarre cinematic experiences of my life. Wackadoo. <laughs> Wackadoo. They do these flashbacks, right? So, again, no one in the film knows Ray Liotta's done it. He's walking around, having affairs, kissing on his wife, chatting with John Leguizamo, right? But when they do the flashbacks of the fire, but it's like, oh, who did it? The guy who lit the fire is Ray Liotta yeah. with... The most dodgy prosthetic work. You know, I would even say it's pretty good, but the cunt's Ray Liotta. It's Ray Liotta. It's Ray Liotta with a blonde mullet and a, and wrinkly cheeks. It's I don't I would I don't think the prosthetic work was that great. Yeah, no. To no. be honest, no. I and it was, it was just like, okay, well now it's really clear that that's Ray Liotta. Like, what? It is the most bizarre thing I have ever seen. Did they not think that the audience? Would recognise that as Ray Liotta. It, so, I think, I think that it was meant to trick you. That's so. Do you think it was meant funny. to trick you? Yeah, because I do. I do actually think so. But that is so whack that that there was not one person in that room that went, "We can't. That we can't get away with this." I'm starting to think. Right, I've got a new theory. I'm starting to think this movie is genius. Oh, man, I fuck it. There was a lot going for it. It was fucking wackadoo, man. <laughs> like uh, it was just shooting at shots. Yeah. Um, and there were moments, there was like when he walked through the fire, like some of the effects were really impressive for TV in 2002. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like the slow, there was like a slow motion rewind while he was walking through. Mm-hmm. I was like, at the top, I was like, oh, this movie, I think this is going to be really interesting. Oh, it's pretty whack though. <laughs> for me, what I feel like happened is the script played it like a twist. Yeah. But the director was like, everyone knows about John Orr. Okay. That's my theory. Because I was like, it was so obvious to me that he was the one who did it, Mm. that I started to think, oh, no, actually, John Leguizamo is the one that's doing it. I started to think Well, that's what I think that they were trying to convince us, was that John Leguizamo was the bad guy. I, I I thought what was happening was they were making it so obvious that it was him mm. that at the end they would go, actually, it wasn't him. Yeah. But then at the end they were like, actually, it was him all along. And I was like, well, yeah, it was him in makeup. Yeah, it was just him with a blonde wig on. I love Ray Liotta though. Like that's one of the, like it is one of those moments of like that movie is crazy. Personally, I did enjoy watching it. I loved watching yeah, it. It was a fun, it was such a fun time. It was just beautiful to see some people shooting a shot. There's something so nice about filmmakers going, mm. let's, I wonder if it would work if it's Ray Liotta in makeup. And I reckon. Then realizing the f- on 
day two of Ray Liotta in makeup that it yeah. didn't, but just they couldn't go back or something. Yeah, maybe. I reckon they, they probably had fun making this film, like as in like the cinematographer really enjoyed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Costume department really enjoyed this one. Like I just, like it was just, it was fun to watch. But, this, but like, the, the script was super lacking and it was that, like, we talked about it with Spun. We talked about it recently with, um, what's another mid-naughties uh, with the, the way it's shot and stuff? We just talked about it. Oh, okay. Oh, um, Salt on Precinct 13. Yes, thank you. That, like, super early naughties, uh mid-naughties. Uh, the way it's shot is just crazy. Extension sepia, of the yeah, and the, sepia that, like, tones, MTV editing, like yeah. the really choppy. Everything's black and white except whatever's red. Like it just it, that stuff was so bizarre. But Ray Liotta is so good. Like much like Johnny Leguizamo, Ray Liotta is just such a powerful actor. I just think Ray Liotta does or did. Uh, that kind of like I'm doing nothing and being the most petrifying person you have ever. Yeah. Like he's so, he does, I'm scaring the shit out of you so well. It, I, this movie was whack. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those ones where it's like, I, I often, sometimes I come out of things and I'm like, Oh, that didn't work. But I don't, yeah. Like, but it was like there was there was so many things. It was almost like there was nothing wrong with the movie. Mm. It was just too many great things mm-hmm. that m- did not make sense next to each yeah. other. Do you know what I mean? Like every th- every choice was fucking sick. Yeah. But it didn't make. It's like that's great that you've got Ray Liotta in makeup playing this imagined version of who the arsonist is. Mm. But if the script is calling for this to be a twist, you can't do both. You've got to yeah. pick one. And it d- did other things where, like, he had, like, these fantasy moments where he was, like, doing kung fu and it came in so late. Yeah. But it was just, like, like there was an element where I, I, I really felt like it was shooting for something and I cannot express to the listener how far it fell, but... If it had gotten what it was going for, mm. fuck, it would have been sick. It would sick. have slapped. That shit would have slapped. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, 100%. It was like so far mm. from that, but th- it was on the path. Yeah. Because it was fucking whack. <laughs> but it was an hour and a half and I didn't check my watch <laughs> and it was a, I, I enjoyed this film. It was fun to watch. For all of its bizarreness. And it, it kept being bizarre. Like, it just kept being bizarre. It kept making strange choices. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, the, he was writing this, his wife was like a supermodel. Oh, the model. relationship between, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, they just. His wife was like the most stunning the person most I've ever seen. The most beautiful fucking person you've ever seen in your life. And then she just randomly says, like, you've got to be home with the kids. They're not even my kids. I am their stepmother, but they're quite close to me for someone who is their stepmother. It's like very clearly he, like John Orr, the real John Orr was like remarried and stuff. And they were just like, here's a fun John Orr fact. We'll just put put that in the movie and Bay can say it. He was just married to some lady. That's her name, isn't it? Bay? He was married to some lady. and um, So bizarre. But then they were like, but then they just cast this supermodel. (laughs) 
It was, I've forgotten her name. What is her name? It's like Bay something. The actor or the uh, Bay Ling. Bay Ling. Yeah. yeah. Just um, just a really uh, it, his performance was great. I, I I just wish it had made a choice. I just wish. I it don't. Had... I'm fine with it. To be no, honest. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that I actually think I wouldn't have enjoyed it if they did. I think if they'd made a choice, I think I probably... If it, you knew he was... The a, thing I enjoyed about this was that it was like, it, it was such a trip. Like, it was just like, it, yeah, every right, every 10 right. minutes, so it was an hour and a half, every 10 minutes, something bizarre would happen. It was a new tone, a new yeah. choice. A, a new, new tone. And a complete new tone. Yeah. 100%. And his performance, he was just like, uh, I really loved, I loved the bit when, um, I loved when Johnny Legs realises. So there's this oh. moment where, because he's having the... This John Orr is having an affair, and jo- that the the police suspect it's him. And Johnny Legs is like, it can't be him, mm. um, even though we've all figured it out. It's like it can't be him. And then there's this scene where um, he bumps into the woman he's having an affair with, and he's with his wife at the same yeah. thing. And they take a photo, and that's when John's character realizes that it was him. Mm. And it's this really, it's a very cool moment where it's like, uh, where it's like. It's not seeing him light a fire. It's mm. not seeing him buy cigarettes, which he's seen. Mm. It's seeing him be a complete fucking sociopath yeah. in a situation that would freak anyone else out. Mm-hmm. It's a cool scene. I, I, I really like that idea of just like um, a, a, a character realisation moment that's not tied to the plot. It's tied to character. It's just a really interesting scene. That's interesting. I wouldn't describe any of the scenes in this movie as cool. Like there's not one that stands like that was cool. It was just like just bizarre, fun as. But but you I, know what I mean. Like his choices, I what you're saying. Yeah. like his choices were cool sometimes. Mm. And like the scene in the yeah, you were right. He's so scary in the in the when his wife discovers the novel. Oh yeah, that's the one. That's that so me scary. Yeah. Ray Liotta is a great actor. John Leguizamo is like it was it was. It was it was just, it was fun. Go find it. I will just very quickly. I This is one that we found by putting it on Instagram and saying, please help us find this. Ah. Um, and shout out to everyone who sent us links. And we, of course, picked the legal one. We picked a legal link. A legal link. Legally. We watched a legal link of this uh, of this movie. Now, in the future, should we ever ask for any help? And you're like, oh, I've only got a legal links. Send them. Send the illegal. <laughs> send the illegal ones so that we can make. So we can report you to the proper authorities. 100%. But definitely send them first. Um, I fucking loved this movie. How many Leguistamos, though? Do you mind if I go first? Please do, yeah. I'm going to give it two and a half Leguistamos. Yeah, great. Um, it didn't have a massive Leguizamo vibe. I'm not going to lie. I didn't. I, I actually think as wonderful as John is and he's a good actor, I thought the character yeah. was quite weak. Yeah. And not that's no fault of John Leguizamo. Um, it just felt like a middling character that really could have been played by anybody. Um, oh, no, not necessarily. Um, but I just didn't get a massive Leguizamo vibe from this movie. It's a fucking sick film. But um, it wasn't super Leguizamo-y. Uh, and I don't think that the the character of Keith Lang had, like... A lot of chutzpah, chutzpah that I like to see from my Johnny Leguizamo roles. I'm going to give it three. Okay. I think uh, I think I agree with you on all of those mm-hmm. things, but it it's you know that's a very 2000s John Leguizamo moment to be like, mm. oh man, I wish they'd given you a better 
more to do because mm. you're so good. In a way, that's John Leguizamo-y. Mm. Um, I also like that he was in it heaps and uh, I like that he got to arrest Ray Liotta at yeah, the Yeah, that, that's a really cool part. That's what gives it the two and a half for me was that he got he got to a little shining moment. His role was integral. I also like that the movie ended and then went for another 15 minutes. Yeah, that was fucking weird as shit. I fucking loved this movie. Yeah, man. this was a bit of fun. Everyone go f- watch Remember it. when they were like, at the end, they were like, and the twist is Ray Liotta in makeup was Ray Liotta all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I saw Ray Liotta in makeup and I was like, that is the most bizarre choice. I've Honestly, genuinely one of the most bizarre sim- cinematic experiences I've had. If they had on just- On this pod. If they had just- sure made that a different actor mm. because it worked with the twist. If they had just made that a different actor and they had just made it slightly less obvious that it was him from the start, yeah. I think it would have just been a very serviceable movie. Maybe. But thank God we got the whackness that it was. So strange. Mish, thank you so much for joining no, me today thank on, you. on the Mission Zach's um, Leguizamo. I'd also like to say very quickly, we've done a quick shout-out to everyone who has sent us links to help find us movies. And also just a very quick shout-out to everyone who has been sending us all these lovely, like, DVDs and gifts and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's so nice. It's so lovely. We really, really appreciate it. Um, never do it if you can't. Yeah, really, this we is not us wanna... saying so you should, but the people who have, like, you know, done that, you're our real fans. <laughs> no, Mish. <laughs> Those ones who send us treats, they're our real fans. No, now you're going to have people no, no, no. feeling um, bad. We uh, just opened up a couple of packages today and it was just so nice. Yeah, we it's really just, appreciate it, it. It's just so lovely that people think of us like that. We've definitely seen them and um, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you. Um, Tom, what should Tom take us away with? It's a point of origin, Ray Liotta, fire. Blank in here, man. Um, uh, the sounds of fire. Yeah, that's. And pretty, then Tom, over the top of the like, sounds tri- of fire. Yeah, over the top of the sounds of fire. Can you reassure everyone? Just say to, this isn't real fire. I've created this sound of this fire. This is just the sound. Everyone, calm down. Don't stress. It's, it's just okay. the sound. It's, it's not okay. real. Like, my name's Tom. That kind of stuff. If you could kind of create that vibe. Uh, at the end, that would be great. Uh, we will chat with you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to Mission Zach's Lego Zamarama. I've been Mish. I've been Zach. <laughs> and let's this never is... do that again. <laughs> G'day, everyone. It's Tom. Don't stress. This sound of fire I got off the internet. It's not a real fire. My name is Tom. You don't need to stress. It's not real fire. It's just a sound effect of fire. My name is Tom. Thank you for listening. This is not real fire. Don't worry, guys. It's all good.